Silence! Silence! I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is a little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. Curious Animus Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and today I have with me yet again to finish a uh, overdue conversation on energy and uh, magic is Raven Kiefer of uh, No Apologies Podcast. And uh, yeah, Raven, tell everybody where they can find you real quick because you push out so All much right, content. Folks, if, you, if you are hunting me, um, first the thing I always point out is on YouTube, I have playlists that are esoteric and occult. That will take you months to get through. <laughs> but um, there's so much information in this playlist you can't miss. And then um, my podcasts are on Spreaker. That's my home podcasting site. But you can find me on all the repeaters under Raven Kiefer or No Apologies. And you can't miss my logo. And then uh, it's, it's Raven Kiefer NA on Twitter and No Apologies Enough said on Instagram. Outstanding. I, I I especially enjoy the uh, the Elders Speak playlist that he has on there. It's pretty rad. Uh, there's a lot of Hopi prophecy. There's um, Black Elk Speaks and some of his stuff and things that uh, have foregone through the uh, eddies of time. And a lot of people might be able to get something out of. You know, Black Elk Speaks. And uh, if you want a book about traditional Native understanding, Black Elk and his daughter, and I, I'm trying to remember her first name. I've met her a few times, a wonderful, amazing woman. But Black Elk Speaks is an amazing book, and uh, I actually was lucky enough to get it on the playlist on YouTube. It's good stuff. It really is. I've enjoyed it. I've listened to it one and a half times now when I can get the time in. But so our conversation today is going to be a continuation of last time wherein we were talking about energy, uh, how we absorb and discharge electrons through various activities and in our environments. Uh, I was, uh, we were just talking before I, I hit record here, and we were, I was talking about how there was a book I called, read called uh, uh, Vril Vital Magnetism, and it talks about how the human body is to be consuming energy from the air, which, you know, is full of electrons, static electricity is... Yep natural everywhere then you have water right with the life-giving substance and it says that uh, when you're drinking water you should take small sips let it sit on the tongue for a moment or two and then swallow and i couldn't help but notice that when mark zuckerberg was in the congressional hearing he was taking itty bitty sips and letting it sit in his tongue for a minute before swallowing so in doing this we're absorbing the electrons through the tongue and when you breathe through the nose it's through the uh sinus cavities and the nerve endings in the back of there mm -hmm. pretty cool stuff well you know when you mentioned that i do the same thing with my coffee i'll take it i'll take a drink of my coffee i let it sit in my mouth and then i swallow and i never even thought about you know the old teachings and the other things that i had come across that 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 brought me to doing that as a habit um, but I do the same thing with water or tea, um, and I never thought about until you said it. Um, you know, I've studied a lot of the old esoteric and, and energetic things just because of what I do. Um, 
but it's really interesting that that you can actually see the video. I know it, what video you're talking about. It was during the congressional hearings. That's right. <laughs> um, and you got to figure that he was probably under some pressure, so having that extra energy um, surely didn't hurt him any. Absolutely. There's a big difference in between watching Mark Zuckerberg in his congressional hearing versus Bill Gates in his congressional hearing in the 90s, where... Well, you know, that Bill... I hate to give that man any more grief than I already do, but I remember the videos from back in the day with him and he looked like he was, uh, he looked like he was on some seriously bad drugs. He would sit and rock back and forth, back and forth. And the only time he actually reacted was when it was his turn to speak. He was just sitting and rocking back and forth all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of us in those days, especially people my age, still were like, man, I don't know what kind of drugs the dude was on, but um, it must have been some pretty good stuff. <laughs> it must have been something. Um, so it also, the book uh, Vital Magnetism also talks about consuming your food. And uh, the American Medical Association, if I recall right, suggests you chew your food at least 28 times before you swallow it to aid in digestion. But yes. um, th this book says that you could, should continue to chew your food until there is no longer any flavor left in it. Like it's almost completely broken down by your saliva and your mastication. And that makes it easier to digest. But it also you're through the tongue and those nerve endings, right? Because our, the nervous system is an electrical system. You're picking up yes. charge through that stuff. So well, you know, there is a thing with the food supply, though, that we have to be aware of. By the with the growing methods and the hybridization and the, the GMOs, and then you have the processing and the shipping and the irradiation and the UV light and all the other stuff that they do to the food today. Um, it has been shown that a lot of the food that we get actually has negative energy, not positive. Um, and I know I know a lot of people aren't aware of that, but you have to be very careful, like. I much prefer the taste and the overall feel of the food I grow myself than even the organic stuff that I get at the grocery store. Absolutely. So, um, but there's a positive, there's a positive change between you and food. Um, there's a lot of people who do a lot of work. Um, and when it, when it comes to naturalization of your life and they show that fruit, fruit is like fantastic. It gives you, a lot of positive charge whereas when you eat certain other kinds of vegetables that that aren't common used to not be common for for people to eat they actually provide a negative charge so that would kind of explain the reason why they weren't a common food before you know sure sure um like even gout right um yeah to call it a rich man's disease because not everybody could afford to eat so much protein that they would develop this issue no oh, yeah that's yeah. true. Well, and, and they would, they would eat the proteins, but they wouldn't take, they wouldn't intake the uh, poor man's food, which was the, the fruits and stuff that would give them the vitamin C and the iodine. Yeah. The iodine so, is an interesting thing. Um, Cause I, I've been listening to your, your, uh, your magical podcast or pro podcast on magic, talking about using salt sands, the iodine, Mm -hmm. doing ceiling and stuff and, and i was curious as to why the iodine would be an issue mm -hmm. i missed that oh the uh the iodine and the salt when you're doing things with it why would you not necessarily want that in uh in a fluid that i always use i always use non-iodized salt if i am doing a seal and uh I can honestly tell you it is the way that I was taught, but also for a long time, iodized salt was only for your consumption. It wasn't for like, if you were using it for something else. Um, the other thing about iodine too is, is, is the charge that it has. Okay. <laughs> um, when you're sealing for magic, what you're doing is you're basically creating an electronic barrier. Um, anything that has, a charge to it does not like to cross salt. Okay. Um, people say, well, salt carries a charge. That's true. But in using it in sealing something, what you're doing is you're creating a 
air to ground charge that is like putting up a wall. Um, it's the only way I can really explain it. Um, and iodine creates like a negative charge and it okay. seems to not be as effective. Okay. It makes sense. I was thinking maybe it was like a, just a, like a purity kind of thing, but, um, that also makes sense that it would have it, its own, uh, charge at, you know, as we discussed before, everything has its own uh, frequency and vibration. So, you know, adding <coughs> extra well, you know, uh, ingredients into a recipe, if you will, you know, might not be. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the other thing that you were just talking about was the breathing through the nose. Um, and I just mentioned this in one of the uh, real magic podcasts that will be earned, uh, I think on the 21st, but, um, there it used to be so adamant that you did not breathe through your mouth that if certain there were tribes a lot of tribes if a baby was born that insisted on breathing through its mouth they would put a leather strap over its mouth and force it to breathe through the nose that's how adamant the old people used to be about not breathing through your mouth um it is a whole different type of breath now when I do meditations, I breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. And if I'm doing something super physical, it's the same thing in through my nose, out through my mouth, even swimming back in the days when I was a competitive swimmer, I breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. Um, and it's a much more efficient, <clears throat> I don't understand all the mechanics of it, but it's a much more efficient way of picking up the electrons in the air and the oxygen. So it, it does make sense. I'm kind of surprised that uh, you'd, you'd be like doing like the butterfly or anything like that, doing a uh, nose breathing to me. It's just, just surprising on the physics, but I, I'm not a swimmer. So more of a, well, you know, more of a rock when it comes to the water. When I, when I did butterfly, when I came up out of the water, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, this weather is not being very kind to my allergies. But uh, when I used to do butterfly, when I'd come up out of the water, I'd tip my head down and I could literally suck in as much oxygen as I possibly could through my nose and my mouth. Um, but when I was doing backstroke or freestyle, I really didn't have any trouble breathing through my nose. And I, uh, I used to get in trouble with the coaches for doing it that way because uh, I'd breathe in through my nose. And, and then on the next breath, when my head would come up, I'd breathe out. Um, but a lot of it had to do with conditioning too. Sorry about that. Um, the, uh, the absorption of the <laughs> electrons through the nose is, uh, it's an, it's an interesting thing, right? We know that the, that the, everything is comprised of energy. Absolutely. Everything. Oh yeah. Um, so when it comes to, you know, the food and like you were saying with, the various are we let let me backtrack to where you had talked about the food that you had grown yourself right um people who end up coming to my table generally uh tell me how nice the food is and how good it is and i don't know if they're being uh just kind you know because you know people can be that way sometimes or they really do like it and, and you know when the, the plate is essentially clean i know which way it goes <clears throat> yeah but um so love and intention really does play a part in everything. Absolutely. You, do, you know, so like when it comes to your gardening, your food will taste more vibrant when you're out there talking to your plants and loving your plants. And it sounds mm -hmm. so woo, but it, it really does have an effect, you know, and they've, they've studied this scientifically where they have a greenhouse, they have a guy come in, slap a plant around and burn it and, and leave. And then all the plants, when that man returns to the greenhouse, will have a electrically measured effect due to his presence but not the presence of other people who have not had that kind of an effect on the environment. absolutely you know all things are living um it's a really hard thing today with with the traditionals all things are living so if you affect one you affect all of them um They've proven that with the greenhouse experiments. They've proven that with, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name with the, the uh, labeled bottles. I love you and I hate you and you're tasty and you're disgusting. Um, Dr. Emoto. And Emoto, there you go. Um, 
his experiments have proven that the energy that you put out towards something is the energy that you get back. And uh, for me, you know, people who have listened to my who have listened to my podcast know I love gardening. I love growing the flowers. I love growing my own food. I enjoy being out in the dirt and the muck and working with the plants. Um, so I can't imagine that the way that I feel about doing it doesn't have some effect on the food that is grown. Oh, it I absolutely mean, it, would. Uh, absolutely. It's um, like my garlic. I like I like hot garlic. I really do. I like hot spicy garlic. And uh, I bought these this garlic years ago, and it, it's it's flourished quite well. But it was supposed to be a semi mild, almost semi sweet garlic for sauce, and it has turned into some of the hottest, most tasty garlic you'll ever get your hands on. Um, it kind of responded to me. Is all I can figure. Wow, I'm sure that it would, especially if you're, being that you love the garlic and gardening, if you're out there regularly, it's going to, you'll have that field interaction once again, you know. Um, I've also well, and, heard. And we go back. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I've also heard that if you take seeds and place them in your mouth to give them that first uh, burst of moisture from your own body, it picks up from your DNA that you're emitting through that saliva. And, uh, I don't know about that, but you know, I wanted to start some new apple trees, and I wanted to start them from seed, and I have never done it before. And uh, one of the old timers here says, "Hey, look, when you get ready to uh, germinate those seeds, put them in your mouth, and uh, stick them under your tongue if you can. So you, you know, you get, there's only so many you can put there." He says, "And drink some of that fresh water that you got from your well." And I'm like, "Okay." Um, so I actually stuck them uh, the first batch under my tongue and I drank a whole glass of, I, I got really good water from my well. It's, it's full of really good minerals and what have you. And I drank a glass and, and we put them in the refrigerator over the winter. And then I did the same thing with the other batch. And, and I have never in my life had a full set of seeds. Every last one of them germinated. That's actually so really impressive. I, I, I would have never thought of it. Um, it was a 84 year old traditional that, that told me this. Um, and every last one of them germinated. So I have to, I, I have to buy more tree pots cause I'm going to have more than, than I intended. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, oh, poor you. All the, yeah. Yeah. Good problems, man. Good problems. <laughs> yeah. It's have. terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's, you know, so like I like pawpaws and, um, I've only had one. And, uh, but I've got some trees and they're, they're, they're sprouting and they're reacting well to the environment, you know, and I, you know, you do your homework too. You still have to provide nutrients and things like that. Mm -hmm. you know? um, these guys like uh, decaying matter. So lots of uh, leaf litter, uh, sawdust, things like that, mm -hmm. but not, you know, sawdust has a propensity to re remove nitrogen from the ground, if I remember right. So yeah, you got to be cautious but we're talking energy not garden i'm going to get off on a whole tangent with that but <laughs> well yeah but you know it, it's it, garden is is, is 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 as important as anything else when you talk about energy because you have plants that survive and thrive real well together now part of it is the chemicals that they put out that protect each other but the other thing too is is they have done field studies with electromagnetics and electrical fields and they have found that certain plants actually bond together electronically in your garden and if you grow them side by side they do exponentially better as far as production and it's strictly an electromagnetic field between the plants which means that this is electric charge um there's something to be said about understanding how they communicate we're completely out of the loop until just in you know in the last 20 years <laughs> excuse me, the last 20 years. I wonder, as, as everything has its own like resonant frequency, like we're talking about, and has its own magnetic field, if the fields are complementary, I would imagine very much like music, you're, you have two different plants that have tones, let's call them for lack of a better word, that complement one another to create exactly. a chord, right? So... It, it does make sense. It really does. Um, every Everything is music. Everything is in a state of flux all the time. There's tension and release. You know, that's 
it's the way music works the sun comes up the sun goes down you know winter spring, oh, yeah. summer fall the whole thing there's always cycles and, and, and waves so but you know we were talking about energy and, and gardening is a very good example um i have studied a lot of stuff that i never thought <laughs> i never thought about it and they had this gentleman from japan who was working with a russian scientist and i'm trying to remember the guy's name but he was actually taking electromagnetic imagery of plants and he would set them in pots. Now they weren't planted together in the soil, but he would move the pots and he would take the, the 24 hour photo to see what the change in the field was. And he started discovering that if you put this and this together, if you put this and that together, they increased their field. And then once he started figuring that out, he would leave them together and their, their production would be, much larger than normal so it's a it's another thing about energy that we have been completely disinformed about or misinformed about um and i think it's just as important uh, to the conversation about you know our energy and the energy fields around us because if you can if you can, i'm gonna have to find that link and send it to you um because there's actually a video of of some of the experiments um but if we can figure that out for all the plants that we like to grow, just think about how much more productive we would be, even with our small gardens. Yeah, I doubt that it's limited just to plants. You know, they say that you become who you hang around, you know. So, oh, yeah. You know, field inter interferometry where, you know, you're around productive people or high energy people, low energy, pessimists, optimists, you know, purists, lovists, hippies, militants, whatever, you know, we, we tend well, and to... Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if you look at uh, if you look at uh, certain events that have happened over the last few years, and you actually look at the people who are the inciters, the inciters in those events are the calm ones. They're the ones that have their energy focused, and they're able to produce reactions in other people. Whereas the ones who are excited are just going along with the crowd, and and that's something very important to understand is that is the person who is calm and in control of his energy is the one that is directing things, not the people who are agitated. I found that to be very true in your podcast, talking about people who, while you are experiencing emotions, remain in control of yourself. You know, um, in, in the little bit of studying of chemistry that I have done, something that I've come to understand through uh, learning to weld and whatnot was dealing with some gases, right? And what they oh, call yeah. the noble gases are mm -hmm. non-reactive gases. They're gases that don't chemically react to any other thing. And so they are true to themselves all the time. And so mm -hmm. be, be non-reactive yourself, you know, that way you can control yourself more than you're allowing other people to control. Because if the internet's good at anything, it's gathering information. And so if you're on the internet and you're talking about, <laughs> oh, these sons of bitches, that, and that, can you believe that bastard, you know, and you get all reactive oh, yeah. and emotional. Well, damn, they're just taking it out. Like, okay, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Oh, that's good for him, you know? And then- Well, you know, it, the, the more data they get on your reactions, then the more able they are to manipulate you to their will. And that's magic, yo. <laughs> that's the reason why I'm doing this series. <laughs> it's it's real thing you know and um the, the, ooh, there are a, a pitchfork doesn't have enough tines to cover how many angles of or vectors i guess you could say of uh influence there are on um humanity in general you know oh uh, yeah we influence ourselves all the time especially with music and the music industry in itself um as much as I, I've enjoyed music, I, I feel that I kind of have to distance myself from it a little bit because now I'm learning the mechanics of how it manipulates people. Um, oh, how funny. I, I just uh, recorded, uh, I just recorded uh, uh, one of the, the podcasts in that Real Magic series, and I was just talking about this, dude. Literally last night when I recorded it, um, I talked about how there are still songs that I, I listen to that if I know I'm having a, a low energy day, I turn that song on and all of a sudden, dude, I am ready to kick some ass. Right. And then I have other songs that I know that if I listen to it, it'll bring my energy level down. And I use it that way. Now, see, y'all understand there's a difference between it using you 
and you using it, I know that if I listen to Thunderstruck by ACDC, I will be able to pick up your car and throw it across the road. Whereas if I listen to something, say, by Moody Blues, it will bring me down to a nice calm level, energy-wise. And I can listen to it, and I can just kind of like mosey on through my day. Now, I am using it. It's not using me. And that's where you have to, your awareness has to come in. If you do not use your awareness, then you are being played by the music rather than you playing the music. <laughs> it's uh, so awareness to our environment and situational awareness is, is probably more important than ever, even though people generally are encouraged to not be aware of their surroundings, what's going on. In, in pretty much every facet of their life you know we're absolutely focus on one thing and keep your eyes on the prize and don't mind anything that's coming up in the peripherals well if, if any of you listening to us have ever taken martial arts and you had a good sensei the first thing your sensei told you was you always have to be aware of your surroundings and that's everything you all that's the music that's the tv that's the tree that is waking up in the spring. It's something wrong with the color of your plants that you're growing. Um, a friend of yours just doesn't look right today. You can't explain why, but they just don't look right. That is awareness of everything that's around you. And that's a lot of that has to do with being able to sense the energy of things. Um, you know, it's what you and I were talking about. The eye generates its own charge. <coughs> sorry about that y'all <clears throat> the eye generates its own charge and then you get in return a visual of what's going on around you um people with energy it's it's, it's a it's a really hard concept to describe in just a, just a few minutes but you can look at all kinds of imagery online that shows the field of the body and it looks just like a magnet you have a, a field that comes out from your solar plexus. It goes up and around you, comes back in through the top of your head, goes out from underneath you, literally. If you've expanded and, and controlled your energy, it goes out from underneath you and comes back to your solar plexus, just like a magnet. And that is the human biometric field. Um, it's also the reason why that six-foot distance was terrible, because outside of six foot, most people don't connect. And they knew this when they did it. Yep. The, um, the heart's uh, electromagnetic field can be measured three feet in any direction from the body or from the heart. Mm -hmm. And so when you're everybody six feet apart, man, you've got everybody being isolated instead of being interconnected like we're supposed to be. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, you still need space to move around and stuff, but um, not having that connection is something so it, it's cool that it's generated from the solar plexus which is the essentially the same location as the heart mm -hmm. and the heart shape that everybody has come to know is is not what the heart actually looks like the heart is much more like a cone you know what i mean oh yeah and and so and watching the um i i watched a, a little video that had the electrical action in uh in the in in motion and it looks like it's swirling it's it, the electrical charge moves across it just the same as you see dirt and things flying around in a tornado it's in a oh, spiraling yes. contracting motion dude uh you know and so that vortex if it from anywhere you take it uh between the heart tornadoes uh you know shamans were known to spear, steer tornadoes in the past um if you look at Dan Winter's work, he's an electrical engineer with uh, yes. does Therify, right? He talks about that too. Um, that that cone that that is generating that action is, uh, you know, if you were to dome off the top of it, you'd have a hyperboloid or an hourglass shape, and that is the the counter space, as I understand it, to the magnetic toroid, which is some people call the donut. Mm -hmm. So those two things kind of fit together and interact in a way that I have not come to fully understand, but it does work. Well, you know, it creates, it creates a zero point um, where the energy is in stasis, which should tell you something because that zero point that everybody's talking about 
and some people are misleading you about that zero point where everything is in stasis. If you are someone who can meditate and can focus your energy, what you are doing is you are focusing that energy at that zero point within your solar plexus. And what you are doing is building up your own energetic field. Um, by doing so, you, you create a protective bubble around you from other influences. Um, people who do Qigong use that energy to focus energy around them, to light fires, to launch people, you know, 40, 50 yards away from them, you know, 40, 50 feet away from them, um, to break bricks just by setting their hands on it. Um, that is one of those lost arts of using the energy around you. And interestingly enough, it's exactly how Tesla's tower worked. It was set up the same way. Dome top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else to talk about the cone of the energy around your heart. If mm -hmm. you actually look, if you take that side image that they give you that shows that energy moving around that cone mm -hmm. and you looked at it from the top, it would be a spiral. Yes. The, spir the spiral of life. Yeah, it's, it's present everywhere. And it's amazing to me that uh, they put a lot of this esoteric stuff in Disney movies. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I see the symbolism all over the place. Um, but, you know, they don't put <coughs> any of it down. Uh, I've got some real mixed feelings about Disney in general. but Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, um, my bunch like to watch that video called Shiny. And it is from, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this. It's Moana, I think, okay. the, the, the Hawaiian show. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a character in there that's like a crab, and he's all covered in, in a crab or a lobster or whatever. He's all covered in shiny like jewels and what have you. And when he spins, he's doing the exact same thing that, that, that you see in the, that toroidal uh, embodiment of electricity. Uh, I found that really interesting. It's the first time I noticed it was was a couple of days ago when my bunch was watching that video. So there's a lot of that esoteric right out there in the open in the Disney movies. Oh yeah, yep. You know, it's not. It's it's been uh kind of hijacked. You know, when it comes to like the the spirals and the hearts within hearts and what the FBI says that's all about. And I'm sure there's an element of that, but also older than the um the, the mambla and whatnot as it were <laughs> you know like it, it it's ancient as shit like it's it's in petroglyphs that are i i don't know how old they are you know they're they're so ancient yeah Ten, but, tens of thousands of years they think on some cases yeah i mean shit you just know. look at mayan calendar it's it's a spiral so oh yeah well you know. look at the uh, a really good example of energetic fields and people being aware of it long before we were look at the dancing man symbology that they have on all these different petroglyphs around the world. And we are just now starting to see those sprites appear in our sky again. Um, so they had an understanding of electrical fields that, that they could demonstrate in whatever way that they could, that we have either been hidden from us or has been lost for a while. I would, I would, you know, insert the first more than I would the second. But uh, when you talk about the human electric field, um, in the 1800s, they started doing research with electromagnetics on the human body and electrical charge in the human body. Um, there's a reason why we have TENS units for, for healing musculature. Um, it's an electric, it's their pads, they put them on the muscle and it makes it flex and relax. Mm -hmm. They understand the electric current in the body has to go a certain direction. Um, they do the same thing with acupuncture. That's one of the oldest healing traditions. Acupuncture is about directing the electrical field in your body so that it's running in the correct direction. Mm -hmm. um, all these things are long time proven. However, they didn't convert those things to us in the West when they started telling us about them. So like the Chinese understood it was the flow of energy through the body. So here in the West, they're like, oh, well, they just put them things in there and it stimulates your, your skin, the nerves in your skin, right? Um, they didn't explain that it's actually doing much more than that. 
Um, it was a way to try to attempt to obfuscate the information that the Chinese and Asians had that had been lost to the West. It's definitely been uh, poo-pooed in in favor of uh, provable scientific petrochemical and, and surgical methods. Um, <laughs> Now I'm not, yeah, I'm not we, saying run out and get some powdered deer penis by, you know, just cause, but <laughs> we, you know, with, with the acupuncture, as I understand it, the, the direction clockwise or counterclockwise in which they turn the needle, it has different effects depending on where they put them in the, in the nervous system. Well, you know, really good examples. I went and I had acupuncture done when I was actually in Southeast Asia and uh, man, I got up the next day. I could barely move. It felt like somebody had thrown me out in the middle of the road and run over me with one of those uh, hobbled back down to the shop. And I said, something ain't right. You know, I said, something's not right. And they brought me into this old, 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 old person who comes out. And he looks at me really funny. And uh, he says something. And the, 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 the one that can speak English says, you're American. And I said, well, no, I'm Native American. And they just looked at me, and I said, you know, American Indian? Oh, man, they did a whole different setup on me, and the old man is the one that directed it. They got done with me. They burnt their incense, and they did all that stuff. And, man, when I got up, I felt good for almost a year. <laughs> and that proves that, that not everybody's energy runs the same either. Right. Absolutely. I buy that. Um it's interesting that the, the genes have so much effect over time, you, even though as intermingled as we are now, which I would say is a lot more intermingled than. Than most would like to think, yes. Yeah, than a few hundred years ago, even, you know. Um, <laughs> well, you know, with the energetic field stuff, uh, what I'm always trying to, to can communicate to people is, is I think your energy field has more to do with your experience your attitude and your personal emotional and mental control than your genetics. Because I have seen people who were just, you know, as diverse genetically as possible, who are all doing Tai Chi together and their energy fields and the way that they worked and flowed together synced up. Now, that shows that there's something beyond your physical appearance or your, or your genetic history. Um, because, you know, we had, this guy, we had this one guy that was about six foot eight, and he was from Africa. We had this little itty-bitty teeny tiny, and I'm not making fun, we had this teeny tiny little uh, Asian gal that was with us. And then you had me, and I'm just like a bull in a china shop back in those days. Um, and then we had a guy who looked like Drago, Dolph Lundgren from, from the Rocky movies, um, as our instructor. And this whole wide group of people synchronized doing Tai Chi. Um, the energy fields, I think, are more about your ability to control yourself than they are about the environment around you. Um, because if you're in control of yourself, the environment's not controlling you, right? That's what we were saying about music. Yep, and noble gases. It does absolutely make sense or ring true. And don't get me wrong, y'all. I like jujitsu. I, 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 if I have to do things, and, and of course now I'm a dirty fighter, you all. If I have to do something on the street, I don't play by rules like you do when you're competing. Okay, I just don't. That's not. That is not effective. However, I love jujitsu. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed Hapkido and Taekwondo. I, as I have gotten older, have found Tai Chi and Qigong to be exponentially better than those hard kata, hard striking uh, martial arts. Why? Because it keeps me in balance. If I'm in balance, it doesn't matter what somebody who is coming towards me is doing. <laughs> you know, there's something to that and and read, you know, just uh, situational awareness again, you know, reading other people's energy and intent because uh, people can approach you with a smile and, you know, have murder in the eyes, as it were. And if you can't mm -hmm. differentiate the two, you, you may get yourself into a pickle. Uh, you know, well, and the other when to get out. thing, too, the other thing, too, you know, I always talk about the middle path. Well, if you don't pick left 
or right, or you don't pick that door or that door, and you just walk down the middle, then you're not actually participating either. And that's an energetic state of being. Um, it's hard for people to understand who are so caught up in everything going on around them, but I'm an observer. I'm not a participant. <laughs> um, does, that, does that roll into the... Um... Uh, I've heard it in the, the law of one saying like, you know, um, the, the selfish path, you have to be like 98% selfish or something like that. And to be in the, um, I, I guess you could say generous or, or loving path, you, you need to contribute like 50% of your energy outwards. It, you know, when you're saying, uh, the, you know, the energy paths there, like, let's call it black and white for lack of, for, for, <laughs> um, you know that that gray path just not really choosing to interact and just kind of play it neutral like tibet you know what i mean just mm -hmm. down the middle gonna do my own thing well you know for me what i have found is is that my energy maintains itself at a level um i don't pay attention to this i don't pay attention to that as far as direct involvement now if it's wrong i'll point it out People that watch my post and listen to my podcast will understand that. I have no problems with calling out something that is obviously wrong, and we should, but I don't invest the emotions into it. I don't invest any more energy than I need to to state the fact and point out what's going on, and then I go on about my business. You know, I have always said that, that when you're in a position that I'm in, especially having gotten older, which I never expected to do, folks, I didn't expect to live to be more than about 24, 25 at the most. <laughs> um, and I have more than doubled that. Woohoo! <laughs> well done. Well done, man. <laughs> but, 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 well, you know, it's just the life I lived, you all, and, and the job that I had. Um, I flew into places that everybody else was running out of. I mean, um, or trying to run out of, but for me, it's like, as I've gotten older, I've realized that, that my investment should not be my energy, my life energy, or, or any more time than necessary than to address or redress grievances and go on. Um, it makes you singular in, in the way that you exist, but it also maintains this, this, and I tell folks, I'm angry all the time. If you've seen the, the movie with the Hulk and they say, well, how do you control the, the Hulk? And he says, hey, how do you keep from getting angry? And, he, and Bruce Banner turns around and looks and says, what do you mean? I'm angry all the time. I am angry all the time when I see all the injustice and, and the horrors that are going on around me. But it doesn't mean that the anger drives my car. <laughs> it might power the car, but it's not driving the car. So, so there's no crashes that way. Um and that's something that people don't think about energetically with your emotions. Uh, think about movies and music and even the news. It's all about using your emotions to manipulate you. Um, they want your emotions to drive the vehicle. And in the old days when they talked about meditation, what they said was is you want your emotions to be fine. If you're angry, you're angry. If you're sad, you're sad. Um, that's fine because that's being human. But you do not let your emotions get up on top of the Wells Fargo wagon and drive it. The, it your emotions are supposed to be the horses giving you energy and, and, and impetus to do things. But you are always supposed to be the driver. And a lot of people have forgotten that. They let their emotions drive them rather than letting their emotions be the power that drives them to action. Um, you know, because if you're in control of your emotions you're going to make a positive action you know if you've got a grievance for example instead of getting angry and letting your anger drive you and making all kinds of mistakes you say okay now why am i angry well this is not right then you address the problem rather than letting your emotions your anger address the problem and and people today it looks like you know they call it self-control you all but today self-control is like absent in in so many people you know, it's a hard lesson for me when I realized that we're all these singular little points on an overarching consciousness, God, whatever you want to put a name on uh, or put a name to it. Once I figured that out, it, it kind of uh, 
put Jesus talking about love your enemy into a com entirely different context, you know. So as much as I may disapprove with the antics of, let's say, uh, Bill Clinton or 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 Biden or uh, yeah. name, name a Republican, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The point is, instead of sitting there and holding them and their you know their image and their name in your head and attaching an energy to it of like hate or disgust or whatever just know that they're doing their own thing just as much as you are uh, mm -hmm. you don't have to approve of it by any no. standard but you don't need to exert your own essence and energy on something that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you you know what i mean well you know a lot of people would say that you know all these things that they're doing are directly affecting your lives and a lot of things that these people do, do does affect your life but if you maintain your balance and you withhold your energy and your life force, for that matter, don't dedicate time to them. If you're dedicating your time to them, they're taking your life energy in the time that you're giving them. Shame on you. Um, acknowledge that these are disgusting, heinous actions that they are committing. And address it as you need to. I do posts. I do uh, podcasts. And then go on about your business. Um, you know, you are giving confirmation to somebody else. Yes, I see this, right? And, and yes, you should see this too. But come on, let's have, let's have a laugh. <laughs> you know? Um, that's the most dangerous thing to these people is if you can acknowledge that they are worthless. Well, they may not be worthless, but their actions and behaviors are heinous and disgusting and worthless to humanity. If you can acknowledge that and then turn on a laugh podcast or a comedian of your choice and laugh, you have just taken all the power away from them by changing your energy to something positive and ignoring their negativity. And that's really how you, you stop these people. If you want to stop this stuff, quit giving them energy. Quit giving them your time because your time is as valuable as theirs and your energy could be used to grow food, to interact with your family. Um, you know, and forget the bread and circuses too. I know people love their sports, but you know, the, the, the Romans loved their sports while the bread was being poisoned and their water was poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink your water out of lead aqueducts. It's not your, not your friend. <laughs> So, um, indeed, and, and, and as we know that the, the, the brain is in a, a big, basically an electrical firestorm all the time while you're doing thought work or, or thinking oh, about yeah. anything, you know, think, don't, don't waste that discharge in your brain on something that, you know, brings unhappiness to you. <laughs> I heard that, oh, cute kid, yeah. um, but, but you know, the thing with me is, it's like, you know, they say as above, so below. And they're starting to take electronic images of the universe. And when you look at the electronic Im images of the universe, it looks like the synapses firing in our brains. And the universe doesn't seem to be too considered, uh, too, you know, worried about what's going on. It just kind of goes on about its business. And it just keeps firing from one place to the next. Um, should be a lesson for us at the, at the mi macro level to bring down to our micro level um you know all that energy that you have naturally is uh, yours to do with it what you will now if you want to throw it away i mean you know I, I say your path is not mine but when there's enough people over you know several thousand years explaining that you don't do that and you just ignore them then there's <laughs> Not much we can do, regardless of what kind of podcast we want to do, you know? Um, I think it, I find it very interesting that today we see uh, all these energy fields going up around us. Um, you know, uh, you can pick what you want. You got radio frequency radiation. You got microwave radiation. You got electromagnetic fields. You got uh, electro pulses from the 5G that has been installed everywhere. Um, and I hear a lot of people talking about how bad they feel. Oh, let's not forget the Wi-Fi. We got the Wi-Fi everywhere now, and, and they boosted that to 5G. Um, most of your public schools, y'all, went to 5G Wi-Fi where the kids were not there, uh, just in case y'all didn't know that. Um, and it's a lot higher signal. 
rate than the old 4G system that they had in, which worked just fine inside of a building. So it makes you wonder, right? Um, but anyway, the whole point that I, I see, you know, well, this will make your knees hurt. And if you're older, you don't heal as well. And these are lies that they tell you all, you know, uh, they will tell you that, well, if you're in this, it'll make you sick. If you believe it, shame on you. Why not believe if you have to believe something? Why not believe that it don't make a damn bit of difference? You're going to be just fine and you're going to heal just fine. Um, that's a lot more powerful than their lie that you're going to get sick and it's going to make you feel terrible. The placebo um, effect is still in effect, you know, and if you can self-replicate that in various other aspects of your life, then you're certainly taking back your control and your sovereignty from where I'm sitting. Well, you know, for years I heard people, and I brought this up in somewhere before, but uh, for years people said, as you get older, you need to sleep more. And what I actually found out was, is when I actually did sleep more, I felt worse. Um, I averaged between three and four hours of sleep a night, and I functioned fantastically. If I try to sleep for six or eight, I wake up and I feel like I have been beat up thrown on a rodeo horse run over by a rodeo bull and uh, a victim of the uh, clown card game at the rodeo um i sleep between I, there are there are nights that i sleep as little as two hours and i actually have more energy and more functionality at two to four hours and on a long night like five than i do if i sleep for eight so now if I can do this at my age, <laughs> um, somebody has been lying about something and food. Oh, you got to eat this and you got to eat that. And you got to eat this. I'll tell you what, y'all. I have four hour window during the day where I actually eat food. And don't get me wrong. There are some days that I put down some calories in them four hours. But I eat in that four hour time period. And, and most times. Like, good example, last night, I sat down and I had one bowl of rice with one spoon of vegetable soup in it. That's all I ate. And that's all I will have other than my tea and coffee and water um, until tonight when I eat. And I'm fine. Um, at work, I do 13 to 20 miles a night. Plus all the stuff I do around my house with the gardens and other stuff that I have to take care of. And that's all I eat. So if they, if they're telling me that with the amount of activity that I have, I need to have like 4,200 calories, somebody's lying about something and I feel better when I eat less. That is a very important thing to tell you all. I feel better and have more energy when I eat less and I sleep less. And these go all the way back to the oldest esoteric writings and traditional writings you can find from China and India. Those who had the most energy and the most productivity slept less. There's something to this. I haven't quite got my head wrapped around it, but when you start finding it in old texts and old teachings, there's a reason why they were teaching that. Even in a more uh, modern angle. So Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger talked about how, you know, he only gets like five or six hours of sleep a night when he, back when he was doing the bodybuilding. They're like, well, don't you mean anything? Like, no, because like you've got to have gym time, you've still got to work, all these other angles. And... Oh, that's that. But um, yeah, so there, there's for sure something to that. And uh, as far as not getting the whole picture, we certainly don't. Like I've mentioned before a few times that Nikola Tesla had his own yoga. He had the study going on in uh, Western engineering and also in Eastern uh, Vedic practices. And so his, his mm -hmm. full picture gave him um, some more help, you know, being able to look at everything from both sides instead of just saying, Oh, well, you know, you, you're only eating to burn calories. Well, no, you're absorbing a lot more than just calories. You're absorbing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Replacing all the minerals that you, you know, I mean, you use things up and you ex and expend them or expel them. And then uh, the stuff all has to be replaced where you get it from. You know? Well, and, and your energy has to be replaced. Um, you know, people don't differentiate. When you eat food, that is calories. All right. That is like putting gas in your car. That is calories. When you add gas to your car, you put 10 gallons worth of calories in your car. 
So when you eat food, you are putting the fuel for your muscles, the fuel for your muscles in the body. But your body has an electric charge <laughs> that you have to maintain. Well, for people who meditate, do Tai Chi, Qigong, they have a heck of a lot more electric field in their body than someone who doesn't. And it's an it's obvious from the uh, I'll see if I can find some links and send them to you, Scott, because there are videos that they've done with uh, different types of spectroscopy showing the electric fields and showing the electromagnetic fields um, of these people in action. Um, there used to be a, a series on TV. It was called Superhuman, okay. and they showed a Qigong master. Um, I'll see if I can find that episode. They showed a Qigong master, and his electric field was off the charts compared to everybody else. And all he did was breathe twice. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, so like, there's also Karelian photography, right? You know, where exactly. they take amputees and there is still an electrical outline of the limb that used to be there. It's oh yeah, and the same thing with plants. Yeah, it's not hullabaloo, and you know, hopefully, the the folks who start to listen to this podcast more will will either already know or are going to learn that uh, we've only been partially educated in the matters of our environment and our reality and absolutely not that I have well and the answers by a long shot oh oh no there's no there is so much stuff to study and so many different varieties of places to find it that you know energy fields and your human body you know i always say start with the vedics because they seem to have had a much tighter ground <laughs> pun intended on what it meant with the yoga and the meditation practices. Um, I always say start with the, with the, you know, East Indians because their traditions have been continuous and effective for a very, very long time. We're very limited as to the information that we get out of Southeast Asia, especially China with the Qigong people. Um, you know, they have protected that quite well over the, the centuries. Um, but you also have the Tibetan monks that do come out and speak. Yeah. Um, so if you want to talk about personal energy fields, that's where I would start. If you want to start talking about plants, Amamoto, uh, the one that did the, 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 the uh, speech energy towards plants, that would be a great place to, to look into. And then you got the other gentleman that wasn't he the same one that did the cymatics with sound? Um, I, uh, not, not Dr. Emoto, right? He was, um, I, I didn't know if he did stuff with plants. I know he did stuff with water um and then yeah water was his yeah veda austin is kind of continuing that on her own um with her own angles and she's got some pretty interesting results also um so i mean you know we're trying to give people places to look for what you and i are talking about um you know i don't i don't want don't ever take my word for anything either no or don't <laughs> yeah yeah we all choose to uh, uh you're you're going to have your own reality you know, if nothing else, then based upon your own perceptions on what you consider to be fact and real. And uh, some people say, oh, well, I just can't believe that. Well, then you won't. And it won't be part that's of it. your reality. It. And that's that simple. It's not to say that it won't be part of the people's reality that are around you. And they might look at you like, why, why don't you understand that water holds memory? You know, uh, mm -hmm. hopefully we'll get there so that, you know, the masses start to understand that. But we'll see. Well, you know, it's, it's like this magic series that I'm doing, Scott. And, and I'm not promoting it, y'all. I'm just I just want to point out something. In this series, I constantly talk about believe or don't believe makes no difference. The people that know use it against you every day. So you don't have to believe it. <laughs> you don't have to know it. But those that do know it use it against you every day in so many ways that it would blow your mind. Um, so, so not believing it and not looking into it doesn't help you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, it really doesn't. And so like, but that's the thing, like once you, once you know something or you learn something new and you gain a new knowledge or a new technology, if you don't put that into practical application, then holding of the knowledge was essentially pointless. Exactly. You know, you, you know, to learn about magic doesn't mean like you have to go out and actively try or practice it, but just to understand that it's a, it's a blend of energies and sciences and, uh, and, and mental art, 
yeah, art, all the arts, uh, because they evoke emotion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we were already we're talking about music and how that does that. So um, just to be aware of it and know the environment in which you are in is, uh, to quote Morpheus, taking your first steps into a larger world. No, wait, no, well, what's no. It? That wasn't that wasn't him. That was, wasn't uh, there. Wasn't there an old show years ago that said, uh, "Knowing is half the G. solution." Joe. Yeah, right? GI Joe. You know, yeah, knowing knowing, knowing is half, half the battle. Yeah, um, so it, it brings you to awareness. You know, so your energy field. Just listening to us today, hopefully people have figured out they have their own energy field, and they are responsible for maintaining. Just like they're responsible for maintaining their fingernails or their hair or their makeup or whatever they do. You are responsible for your own energy field. If you are a gardener, learn how to improve the energy field of your garden and you have improved your garden. Um, it doesn't matter whether you want to believe it or don't want to believe it. It's a, it's a fact that has been proven over time. And you can find it in all these esoteric and traditional texts that are ancient. They would not have tried to pass that information down to us if they didn't think it was relevant. Um, and it goes back to what I just said a minute ago. Just because you don't want to know doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody has your best intentions, you know, but then there are those who do. And uh, yeah. Well, hopefully this conversation has helped folks. Um, I, I hope know, so too. It's 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 hard to convey all this information in 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 short segments and spurts. So, I get off on tangents that I th think are relevant that might bring people in from a different direction. And I, at the same time, Scott, I, I try to stay on what we're talking about too. But um, without the tangentials, I, I think a lot of people miss the overall aspect of what we're talking about with energies. Um, a lot of people think it's woo or it's new age or or. Uh, it's only for people who don't do martial arts. It just so happens that martial artists are very good at harvesting it. Um, it's not that it's just for them. <laughs> no, it's um, it's a universal tool that you can adapt to whatever you choose to focus it in. You know, whether it's making you know big rock breaking bricks with your fist or you know growing a more beautiful rose, it's. Yeah. It's all energy and you get to steer the direction of it, you know, whether you well and my comedy my, or whatever. My comedy podcast, y'all, are very innocuous. Um, don't get me wrong, some of it's racy, some of it's PG thirteen, but the thing about it is, is that is a very innocuous, uh, unsuspicious means by which my energy is used to affect other people. If I don't put the right amount of energy into what I'm doing and change the levels of it as I go my comedy would be completely ineffective. So there's another case where I have to know the mastery of my own vocal energy. You know, sound is power, you all. Uh, every word you speak, you need to own because you're putting out power with those words. Um, but with comedy, it's the same thing. You have to control the, the ups and the downs of your energy and the strength of your voice which is, you know, another concentration of, of frequency in order to get the comedy to work. Um, if you found somebody, there used to be a comedian that was all monotone and it worked for him because of the way he delivered. He used the art of speech and the functionality of that monotone voice to do the work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not that way. I've got high energy and low energy and I, I break it up. Um. But it's another example of how energy is used on you all the time. Comedy. Pay attention to some of your favorite comedians and watch how they work. They have highs and lows. They amplify their voice and then they reel it back. Yep. <laughs> Just like music, right? You have sharps and flats and, and whole notes and half notes and tension and release. It's That's all it. things in waves, man. All things in That's waves. That's it. Brother, I actually am enjoying these conversations. This, Me too. It doesn't seem, you know, I, you and I were talking about the last one. And, folks, we're just having this little bit of conversation for you all. That's the reason why I'm bringing it up. We kind of had this conversation that it seemed like it was a little rough. I went back and listened to it, and I thought, you know what? That is a genuine conversation, and hopefully people will understand that that's what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't write anything down. We don't have any notes. 
Nope. We're just trying to present you things that we've come across in, in a conversation about them. Um, like you're having coffee with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By listening to this, you are just as much of a part of the conversation. And hopefully you're picking up on some of the positive vibes that we're laying down, as it were. Uh, it's true. I, I hope so, folks. Um, you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be talking, right? <laughs> it's true. It's the, the hope of, of positively influencing another human being. And maybe anybody else who's listening. I have no idea. I can only see this much of the electromagnetic spectrum after all. So, <laughs> so folks, uh, Raven, please tell everyone where they can find you once more, just uh, for their own edifice, edification. I do not like to pronounce myself, but folks, if you really want some genuinely good information, it's Raven Kiefer at YouTube. And as much as I don't like that platform, um, though that play, those playlists that I have on YouTube are phenomenal for, for just dropping tons of information on you, actual knowledge, not education. And then, uh, you can find me, my, my home podcast is at Spreaker.com Raven Kiefer. And you can find me on all the podcast repeater sites. So it's whatever one you want to use. Um, I will tell you, though, that my no apologies did not get picked up on a few of them. So and then uh, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram, uh, Raven Kiefer N.A. And no apologies enough said. And thanks for spending time with us. You know, however you do it. It's it's fantastic that that, that you're willing to dedicate some of your energy to us. <laughs> it's much appreciated, folks. Thank you so much for your time. And Raven, thank you for yours, man. Uh, you guys have a great day. <laughs>